everyone, and welcome to another episode of Jordo's Was Our Podcast with me, Jordo, and my co-host. Yo, e, yo, e, yo, yo, yo. It's a T. I feel like we should have saved that for a cold open, but that's fine. Do we ever do cold openings? We did a cold opening on the first episode. Like I'm sorry, that's the thing. I record Northern Critic, and we always record cold opening first before intro. Mm. So I got confused. That's fair. That's fair. We're just throwing everything into the... I don't know where I'm going with this reference, if I'm being entirely honest. I know what I was going for, but it's just like in one ear, out the other. That's also not the reference I was going for. It's going to be a day. It, it kind of feels like the anime um, god of high school where you just throw everything at the fan and hope something sticks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much my whole life. But to <coughs> actually introduce the show, Jordan's Bar- Bizarre Podcast, we are a duo and we are watching so much anime like so much anime it's actually a disgusting amount of anime. it's a disgusting amount of anime today's episode is on the entirety of the melancholy of harui suzumiya we were yes. originally originally gonna do just season one but we realized after the fact that i had only watched the broadcast order and uchi had only watched the chronological order so we're like, okay, well, we need to watch all of it. All of it. So we See, all lined up, and we have so much to talk about now. We have way too much to talk about. Yeah. See, the moment I realized we, I kind of fucked up was because this is the second time I've watched the Melikani of Haru Suzumura. Mm-hmm. And I was on like episode 11 of season one on my watch, and it was the first episode of The Endless Eight. And I was like, wait, this is supposed to be season two. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So I started, like, looking, like, at episodes, right? And I was like, oh, this specific episode happened in season two. This happened there. And I'm like, I have to now get Joe to watch all of it. Otherwise, I'm about to drop some major spoilers on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of heat on Twitter about not watching all of it. So it's like, okay, fine. Because apparently the big payoff is the movie. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I think we're going to go we'll like season to by season to start. But real quick, if you want to find us anywhere, check the description of the podcast. I'm on most platforms at RYT Malfunction. And where can everybody find you, Uchi? All right. You can find me on Instagram. It's underscore Uchi199. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Northern underscore Critic. And I have my own movie podcast with three other amazing hosts. The Northern Critic Podcast, where we talk about movies and stuff. So, yeah. Mm, That's not what our outline said. Our outline said to do that after we talk about the end. No, I'm kidding. I don't care. (laughs) Where you can find me. That's on Instagram. That's true. That's true. I'll throw them all in the description. If you guys want to find us where we hang out, that's super cool. But also, if you want to have a say in what we do on the podcast and what we watch on the podcast, make sure to join my Discord, which is RYT Malfunction or RIT Malfunction. You can find it on the my pin tweet on Twitter. Super cool stuff. I'll put a link into the the thing. Yeah. As come as join all the weebs. Yeah. Come join the weebs. The but, weebs. You become one. You join the church of the cheer god of the weebs. Oh, you, you deemed yourself a god now. Okay. Okay. And you accepted it. Okay. You, you put, did. You put on the the questionnaire. You put yes and also yes. I don't know what <laughs> you want from me at that point. And I love the fact that everyone answered. I don't think anyone actually looked at the question. 
Why would Because the probably saw yes, and they're like, okay, the boy one has to be no. And then they like, click, and they're like, oh, no. I've Look, been tricked. I think you you disregard the, the community's ability to just be complete shitters. Don't get me wrong. I'm also <laughs> also in the same boat, but, like, that's that's what we got. This is this is the, the fam. It was just a massive shit post. Oh, yeah. We're, yes. Really, really playing <laughs> out the community. Everybody, make sure to join and ha- hang out. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> People are going to be like, what the hell are, what's wrong with these guys? Like, look, we don't know. We don't know. A lot. There's yes. a lot wrong with us. Yes. First, we're doing a little segment we call Does Jodo Know? Yay. I'm either gonna leave the the unenthusiastic yay or I'll put in like some nice little cutesy sound effect or something. I don't know. But, but sound effect. Uchi, will you explain to everybody what this like mini segment is? So does Jodo know since I'm such an amazing original person, Anders came up with this idea, not me. Shout out Anders. We love you, Anders. Shout out Anders. And he also came up with the first questions for Does Jodo Know? Because I did not have enough time this week. I'm sorry. But essentially, Jodo here is a brand new weeb. And as the newest weeb to join us, we're about to start questioning his anime knowledge and see how much he does know. Relentlessly. But we will give everyone... I think what we discussed was that we're going to... Uchi's going to ask me the question. And then we'll give everyone a chance to... Figure out or assume or guess rather what my answer is going to be or if I'm going to be correct. Probably a better way to put it. If you if you guess right in all of them, let us know somewhere. Not so much like knowing the questions, but guess if I was correct in answering the questions. I think we have yeah. three today, so I'm sure at least a couple of folks will get all, all three of them right. But like, let us know somewhere. Oh, I think to make it a bit fair for you... We've got three quests, or technically four questions ready, and I was going to let you choose two of the questions. So I've got them numbered one to four, and you pick which two you want. So one, two, three, or four. Give me question one and question three, and then you're going to pick the third Uh, one? Yeah, I think I'll do that. So question one, two, and three. All right. Okay, well... (laughs) So we'll start with question number one. Name two anime directors. So two anime movie directors. Anime movie directors. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about one. Anno, I think is his name. I can't remember his full name, but Anno, I believe, is the director of Evangelion. Who also did uncredited voice acting in Fully Cooly, because we were talking about that the other day. Ooh. I can't remember his... I don't think so. Did he not direct it? I thought he directed it. He might be the writer. No, he's... I believe if I remember correctly, he was the co-president. Co-president. Oh, I have no idea. I got nothing else under my belt. That's a tough one. Because I'm like... I'm That's not one, one. I'm not one to be good at that in any form of media. And, like, I played video games my whole life. I could not tell you any anyone working in the industry for the life of me. Outside of... 
a handful of maybe voice actors or or notable characters kind of thing. Okay, let's go to let's go to question. You know what? Huh? I'll give Anu. I'll give you Anu. Because he did direct Evangelion 1.0 and 2.0. And those are the movies, right? That's the remake movies. Those are the movies. So Mm. technically, they are movies. Okay, that's a a half point for me. That's a half point. Half point. Because when you said Neon Genesis Evangelion, you are thinking about a TV show. Yes, kind of. Because I haven't seen, like, 1.0, like, the, 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 is it a remake? Sort of. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched the 1.0 movie series yet. Yeah. It's on my bucket list, but yeah, same. I'll give you a pass on that. I don't have Do a. You second have another one. movie? No. Oh my gosh. No. Miyazaki. Fuck. <laughs> Miyazaki. That was. Amazing. I literally thought you were gonna say Miyazaki. I should have. I should have. Okay, well, but... even doing a Miyazaki movie. Listen, I'm not a smart man. Okay. Not a smart man. I I, Int is my dump stat, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That. okay, question this two. The second question one. two. Because we're hitting it on to be better for you. Yeah, we're hitting the 10 the, minute mark. The second one would be better. Started the anime. What's the name of Jonathan Joestar's dog? Jonathan Joestar's dog. In. You love JoJo. Oh my goodness. It's got like a very human name, and it's going to bother me because I should know this, but now I'm being put on the spot. <laughs> oh my god I like I have the manga behind me I could look it up immediately but I can't remember no. for the it's not Frankie no and that's not Frankie no it's like a very very like human name can I come back to this one it is I mean am I allowed to say you're wrong then yeah just say I'm wrong I'm a bad Jojo fan I'll think about it like mid episode I'll just shout it out <laughs> don't tell me what it is don't tell me what it is I should tell you. Okay, fine. No, I'll tell you. No, no, no. Just go to question All three. right. Question three is probably the hardest one. Oh, God. I'm already 0 for 2. <laughs> Name four of the original five Sailor Scouts. Okay. Okay, hang on. I might be able to do this one. The original five sca- sail- like Sailor Moon. Yeah. Okay. Just need four of them. I need four of them. I don't know the original ones, but like was neptune one of them mars so no. mars mars is mars is one it's not sailor pluto there's no way it's sailor pluto i feel like that's that's uh sailor uranus i should put a laugh track after that one because of how bad that joke is i can see <laughs> uchi and i do voice calls when we're doing or video calls pardon me when we're doing this i can see him he's he's not okay right now he's not okay <laughs> We're going to hit the 15-minute mark, and all we've done is introduce ourselves, make fun of me, and make a butt joke. Uh, Jupiter? Jupiter. Mars, Jupiter. Uh, I'm not good at being on the spot, for one, and I'm also not smart in the first place. I'm already doing better than this at naming the Sailor Scouts than I am at naming Joseph's dog. Oh my goodness. Uh, Saturn, Sailor Saturn. Oh my god! One more guess. One, one more, more guess. guess. Come on. Okay, if I get it right, I get to keep guessing though. Yeah, if you get yeah, it right, yeah, you yeah, keep yeah. One more, one more incorrect guess. I'm like running out of planets. And I'm running out of time. Sailor Mercury. That's okay, me. I got three. I only gotta get one more. Just one more. I gotta remember my planets. Okay, what about? Okay, I've got Mars. 
Mercury. What's the third one that I've guessed? Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like other planets, but I feel we're going to be here all day for letting my my severely yeah. over-caffeinated brain like chug along. Moon. I said Sailor Moon. No, you, you asked the name of the show. I was like, oh, the original fourth. Oh, no, I guess Sailor Moon. Like, oh, I thought Sailor I guessed Moon. Sailor Moon, so I never would have said Sailor Moon. I, I want, okay, fine. Okay, that, that's I, on I, me then. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that's the hardest got one. I got the you hardest got one. I didn't get the one that I was like an absolute gimme, and I didn't get the one that's like actual weeb knowledge. That's impressively bad, in my opinion. <laughs> It's okay. You're a baby weeb. I am a You're baby learning. weeb. I'm learning. I'm learning. I do want to watch Sailor Moon at some point, though. I heard it's really good. Well, I haven't watched Sailor Moon yet. Mm. I used to watch it as a kid. I did never watch it as a kid. And the question, which I was like, oh, you should wait until afterwards, mm-hmm. is I was asking Anders, on a scale of 1 to 10, how sacrilegious is it if I start with Sailor Crystal? Or Sailor Moon Crystal? Instead Sailor of the original Moon. series. Oh. Is that like an, a remake? Yeah, it's a remake from 2014. Okay. Oh, is that the one that just got so much heat because it was awful? Is it? I don't know. Don't, let's, nobody take that to heart, I'm guessing. And we have to talk about a lot of stuff. So, that was our first. Yes, Harvey. We, that was our first segment of Does Jordo Know? Okay, so, so, the first thing we're going to talk about is like strong points and weak points. So, what do you think were the strong points of this show? Honestly, I think the strong points of the show are kind of the strong points and the weak points. The strong points are the characters, but also mm-hmm. that makes it the weak points, you know? Yes. Because I do enjoy all the characters, mm-hmm. and they all bring something different. But then at the same time, for some of the characters, I did not enjoy them, or they did something which I really did not enjoy, mm-hmm. and that dragged it down, right? Yeah. Another strong point. I kind of really in, did enjoy the humor in the show. Yeah, like, the humor wasn't. I bad. found the show funny. I thought it was okay. I wasn't super like. I wasn't. I was never like, oh, haha, that's hilarious. But I was like, you know what? That's that's a good bit. It's a good bit. Yeah. I also enjoy like. I, I enjoy like the take on like. It's really hard to say it, because Harry was like the start of a lot of shows having that kind of like high school after school fun experience, right? Mm. And, like, a lot of other animes you watch, like, do it better. So, like, you go back to Harry and you're like, it's not as good as, like, say, this show, this show, right? Yeah. But you still see the starting points, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the intro to the after-school club, like, bit, I guess. Or trope yeah, is the, a better word. The intro to the after-school trope. Um, another strong point I did enjoy is, like, the way the seeds of, like, certain episodes have a massive payoff expense in the disappearance movie like particularly the endless eight and the tanabati day how do you pronounce that uh, tanabata i think that's probably tanabati like those two have like like the endless eight fine it's like eight episodes and it's massive right and it's yeah. such a frustrating thing to watch but we'll talk about that later mm-hmm. but that and 
the Tanabata day. Like that Tanabata day looks like a one-off four-way episode. It's like, okay, this is that three-year mark that everyone's talking about, right? Yeah. But it had such a massive play throughout the show and you don't really realize the first time you see it until you finish disappearance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I... Like, Okay, I've yeah. I, just to get kind of get my my strong points out. I found that this might go kind of both ways. The show was super ambitious, like yeah, absolutely wildly ambitious. Like especially with the endless eight, and the payoff isn't at the end of either season by any means, but it's at it's in the movie. Now I don't know like the history behind this, but it seems to that that. The melancholy of Harvey Suzumiya has kind of fallen into like a cult classic kind of situation. And like, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I could be very wrong on this. This is just kind of the vibe that I got from it because I'd never heard of it. It seems like something that you like would recommend to someone who's been into anime for a long time. The melancholy of how is definitely a cult classic. Like everyone talks about the endless eight. Everyone's like, oh, you have to watch The Endless Eight. You have to watch this series. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's When did it come out? It came out like in 2006. That's like the mid when anime is blowing up in the West. Like not even like being this like little niche thing. It's now like getting big, big. Mm-hmm. You've got streaming services like Crunchyroll really starting to pop off, right? You've got social media becoming an actual thing. So you've got this thing like tying together. Like the how you dance at the end of the in the ed that's something everyone wanted to do right and you see people doing it people learn that mm-hmm. so it became this like internet slash quote classic which i don't want to say is a bad thing because the show does not reflect that same strength of like the quote classics kind of like you're really new to anime since you started a few years ago but like an example of another show is like say sword out online right Right. Like, so online became this, like, huge, like, internet thing in, like, 2012 to, like, 2017, right? Right. And, like, you get people having, like, these massive reactions to it, like, probably the same with, like, Haru, where people either love it or extremely hate it when the truth of the matter is it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. And that's the same with Haru. It's, like, people either love it or hate it, but it's just kind of a show in the middle. It's, I don't say that Haru is average, but how is average in my opinion that's what i was gonna say too honestly this might be a, like our hot take of the day but i had a few folks telling me that this show is fantastic it's super good it's super fun and like it's got good points it's got highs yeah. that are pretty good and it's like it doesn't fall like super low at any point it's just there's never a point where i was really sold especially because like the biggest weak point, in my opinion, is that the broadcast order is just not the way you should ever watch this show. And that's what I did. And so maybe I'll have to rewatch it at some point and watch Chronological so it makes more sense. But watching it in broadcast order was kind of really bad compared I to what it could be. Compared to what it could be. The first time I watched it, I watched it in the broadcast order as well. Mm-hmm. And I also had that same feeling of like, okay, you just come off this like season one where it's like jumping from plot point to plot point and it's kind of like you're just trying to like figure out what's happening yeah and then you jump to like season two it starts like that's not like season two starts really strong and then you get hit by the endless eight Mm -hmm. 
That's <laughs> one thing that I guess let's do because we're talking about Endless Eight. We're supposed to do character development first, but let's do Endless Eight real quick. Yeah. I feel like Endless Eight was this is like the the weak point of the ambition of the show, in my opinion. How do you do eight similar episodes and then expect people to be like, "Hey, this is still cool and fun"? I don't know. Maybe it's because we are now at a point and this this is also me kind of griping about it. We're at a point where content needs to be fast, it needs to be exciting, and it needs to to hook the your audience. Not yeah. super hard, but at the same time, eight identical episodes, that's if you go no if you're if you're watching it and streaming it, that's still about what, two and a half, three hours of very similar episodes yeah that's that's insane to me and like good for them for for giving that shot because that's a neat concept to do and in an art form i think that'd be really cool but as the audience and someone who's trying to to consume the this media and like watch this and enjoy it i just i couldn't do it i was like i want to i I want i'm skipping this like i watched episode one two and eight of the endless eight and maybe i should catch heat for that and maybe next time I watch through, I'll give myself the time to watch all of them. But I was yeah. like, I don't. The show is just not good enough, in my opinion, to justify the endless eight. But maybe if I watched chronological order, it'd be different. No, it would. It wouldn't, because you still have the endless eight appearing there, right? It's still one through eight, right in, in the middle. Yeah. One through eight, exact same episodes, right? Mm-hmm. The only difference is probably like the background art and all that stuff, right? The yeah. thing with like the endless eight is like we are lucky that. We have it on their demand to streaming, right? Imagine mm-hmm. being back then to a nine. You got eight weeks in a row of the same episode. Okay. But you know what? Thinking about that, I think that might almost make it better. Where it's really? like Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. You're only watching it once a week. I can, yeah, I get it true. it could be frustrating. Maybe it's frustrating because we're watching it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like just bang, 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 right? Maybe it'd be better if it's like, okay, you waited all week. And this, this is the arc, right? Like, the arc is that you get similar episodes. And I know I didn't watch all of, like, the the middle parts of The Endless Eight, but watching it and being like, hey, didn't I watch this, like, similar episode last week? Or yeah. you're talking to your friends about it. Maybe I'm being a little ambitious in this. I didn't have friends in 2009. I barely have friends now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... My, my thought process is like, okay, you're watching it once a week and you are basically trying to figure out what they're doing. I think the mystery might help it, but at this point, it doesn't hold up. And like, I'm kind of guessing at what see, it might feel like, but. But then like, you see, when it comes to this air of mystery, does the conclusion, like the reason why they ended the cycle satisfying like the conclusion is she just wanted a day of doing homework i yeah. don't think that's a satisfying conclusion think, like okay I, i'll be honest i think it's a funny conclusion but i don't think it's worth it for eight episodes if that was like a, a two episode like mini arc sure but eight episodes and it's like oh we just got to make sure we do all our homework like come on come on yeah it's like if you were to go go on a roller coaster and it's like up and down it's like weaving back and forth you're doing flips and shit that's not 
how roller coasters work. But like the end of it is you go from like a normal roller coaster to someone's roller coaster tycoon game where they deleted the end of it. So you just yeah. shoot off the end and there's nothing there. I think there's that's a big there. problem with a lot of the show though. Like the, the the what they make you sit through does not justify the payoff that you get. No. And that's no. the weak point of the ambition in my opinion, just kind of to, to full circle it, you know? Full circle. But that's the thing. That's especially in the TV show. Because in the movie, it suddenly seems like all of these like little things that weren't justified suddenly all come together to give you something that's worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to that again towards we'll, we'll get to the, movie the end. We'll get there. We'll get there. Trying to, trying to stay on topic and trying to, to follow the outline that we have. When we're just like yeah. the chattiest humans is so difficult. It's a little difficult, but now we get to my favorite point. I want to shit on Haru. Go for it. Look. Go for it. Sound off, King. Listen, I think it was like when I was watching season one and partway through season two, even the endless eight, I was like, Haru's not a bad person. She's like a little annoying, but she's just bored and a bit extreme, right? Mm-hmm. And then the movie arc happened that like, oh, this is us recording the movie that's going to be shown at the culture festival and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And she was bullying, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mikuru. Miss Asahina. Is it Mikuru? Yeah, me- yeah Mikuru, Mikuru Asahina. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I know, what you're, I know exactly what you're talking about because I'm going to carry on with that after, but. And she was bullying her, and Kion's like, no, you can't do that. She's not your toy. And she's like, but she is. And everyone else bent over backwards for her, mm-hmm. except for Kion. And I was like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Probably my French, but what the fuck? You can't yeah. l- let people do that. And, like, fine, it's all fictional, but, like, oh, it yeah. then goes off to what what's-his-name did, fucking... Kaizumi, Kaizumi, the fucking expert Koizumi, dude. Koizumi. Koizumi, and him always being like, Haru's happiness or piety has always come first, so it's the end of the world. And I'm like, you're just creating a narcissistic little shit. Yeah, it's just going to get worse. Like, you're just enabling her. You're like, literally enabling her. I realized within the first, like, four episodes that I watched that Haru sucked garbage. And, like, I know everyone's gonna... Okay, not everyone, but I know some people are gonna be like, well, you're not supposed to like her. It's like, okay, well, I'm taking her at the value that they're giving me. And I'm not I, I'm not saying she's poorly written by any means, but I hated Harvey. Like, she committed How... assault, like, five yeah. times in four episodes. And, again, like, she's bullying the hell... Yeah, just bullying <laughs> the hell out of, like, Mikuru. It's like, no, no, no. That... And I get it, where they don't want to tell her what she can do, because it's going to alter reality, and everyone's got to do this and that and this, and it's like, okay. Does that justify how awful she is? And maybe it does, but it just drove me up the wall. It drove me up the... The thing is, like, at first, I didn't mind it as much, you know? Yeah. It was just that, like, reveal where she pretty much views everyone as a toy. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe Keon, and I was like... Even Keon. Even Keon. She just bosses him around. 
even on and how justification or like everyone's like oh Keon's like the only person who never disagreed with Haru mm-hmm. right and like I was actually proud of him when he stood up and was like you can't treat people like that right yes I was super proud of him well and then it does kind of come back around too because like like we were talking about with the movie I won't get into the movie just yet but the way that he kind of resolves the issues with the movie is he's like I'm the only one who can control Harui or Miss Suzumiya, so tell your superiors that if they aren't nicer to you, I will set her loose or whatever. That's not verbatim by any means, but he basically tells, yeah. like, Nagato's superiors, like, hey, I run show here, so listen up, you little shits. Listen, listen buddy. Yeah, buckaroo. Okay, <laughs> do you have more to say about Harui? Like, go nuts, go sound off. Dude, <laughs> that's my biggest sign off on Harry. Harry annoyed me to no end. That that scene, that little scene, annoyed me to no end. Yeah, and just set me off. Cause then you look at like say Harry in like maybe season one or like Harry in the movie, and it's like this is especially before you have the likes of Mikuru. Fuck, I'm not even going to bother pronouncing their names because I've been set off. I'm going to be atrocious. You've got the time traveler, the Esper, bending Mikuru, over backwards. Nagato, Koizumi. No, Nagato is cool. I like Nagato. Nagato. I like Nagato is the shit. Leave out of this. Anyway. But you have those two, and maybe even Kion sometimes, constantly bending over. And like, when you watch it chronologically, you see her being like this little annoying shit Mm -hmm. but she wasn't a narcissistic person but over time it gets worse and worse and worse and to the movie arc the movie thing where she's like at her peak of her narcissism and then you see her in the movie right where she doesn't have people literally bending over backwards to make shit happen for her and you're like it is character development. It's what we were talking about, right? This character does change from the beginning to the middle to the end and what happens, right? Mm-hmm. But, and like it feels like this warning of like, hey, if you literally bend over fucking backwards for this person, are you just enabling them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like... I, I listen. The, I've dunked on Haru. You can dunk on her for a bit before I move on to best girl. No, that's fine. I, I, I agree with you on almost all counts. I think it was just a justification to make everything go, and I know that that's probably like a pretty garbage thing to use as like a downside because it's it's fictional. You have to do that. But I really, yeah. I really wish there was like more to Harui than just. Do what I say because I said so, and fuck you, that's a plot point now. Yeah. Like, it, it feels, it doesn't feel cheap, but the more I think about it, the less I liked it. So, it's, I don't know. It's not something where I'm like, everyone should give this a shot, because you might like it. I did like some of the other characters, like I like Nagato, and I did like that even at the end of the day, one of the things that it comes down to, like the whole show comes down to is just Nagato was upset. And so she did something rash. And that's kind of like the, one of the more interesting plot points to me, because it's the first time that someone not named Harui is more central to leading the story. Yeah. 
And I guess I did also like I don't in in small doses I didn't dislike uh, Koizumi and I didn't dislike Miss Asahina because I like their characters for what they are, especially adult Miss Asahina. Um, adult Asahina is great. Yeah, because she goes from being this like super timid like do whatever how we wants to oh hey like I'm a full on adult and. Uh, we're gonna handle this like an adult. Cause like I think the thing with like Adora Sahina is she's probably like that because the way how bullied her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I think I was gonna say Asahina's whole stick is like, this is my job. I mm-hmm. should not piss off quote unquote the person in charge, right? So I'll bend over backwards yeah. for them. But I feel like if there was, like, more communication... And I know they're high schoolers, so it's like, okay, I don't want to be like, you should all act like full-grown adults. You know, they, like, you should all talk like and that. have your feelings. Because they're yeah. all, like, either first year or, like, in a Sahina second year in high school, right? Yeah. Well, because The Endless Eight takes place summer of grade yeah. 10. So they're, like, in their last years... Of high school aren't they no first year of high school first year of high school is when it starts but i thought they were no they it all happened they... over a span of a year oh did it the whole series from season one to the movie happened in a span of a year okay so that's the end oh i get it so that was like grade they're in grade nine and then they go to when they say summer as 10th graders they mean that they finish grade nine so now they're in grade no. 10 no because they say in... summer of 10th graders this, the, endless eight, the way summer. the way it happens is like their school year starts in that February, February, January, February time, and then they have mm-hmm. the summer. Then it's the second semester. Oh, so you don't have a break year, between and, grades. You have a break between semesters. Yeah, they have like the summer break. Okay, but they're still in the same semester. But they and still then, said summer is tenth court. graders. Yeah, and they said that Miss Asahina is a junior. Asahina, oh, the, here's the thing. It's because you watch you watch the dub. I watch the sub. Yeah, I'm wondering if that might just be the the miscue. Because yeah, the miscue because of like how you translated. Yeah. Because Asahina is a second year. Because in Japanese high school you got first year, second say, year, third years. I think they did say second years as well. Yeah. At one so, point. So, Kion, Haru, and the Esper guy. Because that guy does not deserve a name. He's also trash. He He's, he really annoyed me sometimes. I liked some of the K. Okay. Just so we don't get caught up in the like the the miscommunication, I did like in season one. I liked his episodes where he was explaining what it was like to be an Esper. Yeah, his character is kind of bland, but it's a nice like like not building block, but like anchor, I guess. To I guess like even Nagato is kind of just quiet and reserved, but at least like Koizumi speaks and has like things to say, which is nice. But he, I did like that he showed. Uh, what's the space called? What's it called? If Haru close gets space. upset, close space. He shows close space and he fights a monster in that. I'm like, that's tight as heck. I think if more of the show had scenes like that, like more frequently, I'd enjoy it more. But they seem to play into all this supernatural stuff, and then they don't. Yeah, they don't really seem to pay off with it it's like you have an alien an esper and a god in harui more or less as well as who am I missing? and the time traveler 
they really don't capitalize on how much they build up these characters you know i don't know that's i don't want to gripe on this show too too hard but i think the thing is like especially with this show it's it feels like it's more of a slice of life first and then it's got super natural elements around it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and know? i think if it was the other way around where it was like okay you have supernatural elements and then now you have slice of life to fill the gaps i think that'd be fun i think it'd be a lot of fun yeah but they did eight episodes of their summer vacation which dude eight episodes that's such eight episodes eight it's such a big drag yeah i i can't i can't anyway anyway i don't want to go on forever oh i want to point this out quick quick before we do talk about the movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's kyun's sister's name she has a name i have no idea Ever named? Was she never she's named? Only, yeah, she's only referred to as Kion's sister or little sister. That's amazing. That's kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, it's one of those things I noticed. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> that's funny. I actually kind of like that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> So, as well as this podcast, I also do the Northern Critic Podcast, which is a film review podcast which looks at popular audience or host handpicked films based on plot, cinematography, casting, or style. And we do a wide range of movies. We do super arts house movies such as Drive, We've Done, Parasite, to general shitpost movies like the Jumanji movie from 2017. Fangali and the Rainforest, just to name a few. And I think by the time this one goes up, the newest episode will be Soul, which was, in my opinion, amazing. But yeah, you can find my other podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yet again, the name of it is Northern Critic. And if you need me to add you, just find me in the Discord or just ask Jordolo and he'll let you know. Anyway, back to the show. Back let's, to the show. Let's talk specifically about the movie and then we'll do our, our little wrap up of everything. Because okay. the movie ties in with nagato i feel like it ties in everything it does sign everything it's got a little okay minus the espers the espers nothing koizumi what are you even doing here actually that's not true i know why he's here because harley wants him there but you have time travel you have nagato having to use the 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 program in that was injected via a gun i guess that's really the the two big things i guess you're always like worried about closed space just because just because it's a constant threat but what i really enjoyed the most about the disappearance of harui is this idea of like first it questions kion's like how much did he truly hate the adventures he went with like harry and like the sos brigade right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even like you said so in the movie nagolo created the gave him the choice of like you can either stay in this perfect world where you're not being dragged around doing dumbass stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Or 
you can go back to the original world where you complain all the time, but you seem to be having fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, Oh, oh, I was just going to say when there was the cliffhanger of who's the one who messed everything up. Who's the one who did this? I'm like, it's going to be Kion. It's got to be Kion, right? Like, there's no Kion oh, you in this not world. Oh, you coming, did you? <laughs> no. And then it's like, oh, it was actually Nagato. And it's like, okay, it makes sense after they explained it. But you know what? I will say that they got me with the twist. They got me with the twist. They get you with the twist. Because, like, the first time you watch it, right? First time I watched Disappearance, and like, it was Nagato who did it. I was like, holy shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I went back, watching the show in chronological order, watching... Then watching disappearance, right? Yeah, you could see how much Nagato was like getting just tired and irritated, and like just like the emotional growth of her character. Yeah. Well, and then she went through the endless eight. We only did it eight times. She went through it fifteen thousand times. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I, I don't really blame her for being a little upset. If I'm being entirely, entirely honest, but sticking with the movie. I, I think it was good. I liked the movie. I really did like the movie. If the rest it of the was... series was like the movie where it's like, oh, here's all here's all the cool paranormal stuff and the aliens and the time traveling and the Esper not the Espers, it's never the Espers. <laughs> never the Espers. Never the Espers. But here's all the cool stuff that we gave you. Here's all the cool toys. It's like, okay, well, you gave me all these cool toys, but then you told me to play with like ball and cup. But you got me a <laughs> PS5. Let me play the PS5. Like, like I, let me do the PS5. Let me do yeah. this. Like, and then you gave me Boy and Cup. I think, like, the movie, especially the movie read, does, like, lean heavily into, like, hey, something actually supernatural is going on. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure it out, right? Yeah. And, and it really does, like, lean back on, like, all the major plot points. You've got the analyst ages talked about. You've got the event from, like, three years ago. You've oh, got it links Keon. everything. Like there's the te- like it's a three-hour movie. I would fucking hope it does. Yeah. Like you've got maybe like, I'm being the... <laughs> sorry. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but like it's also a th- like I think that's something we should talk about. It's a three-hour movie. I think the runtime is like movie. two hours forty-eight minutes. That's yeah, two hours a like long time. Like it felt Ooh. like things were resolved at the two-hour mark, and they're like, anyway, you want another fifty minutes? And I'm like. What? What? Like, what I don't want to rip it. The two-hour mark is when he kind of like really understands everything. Where it's yeah. like, oh, and it felt like a conclusion to me. It felt like a conclusion. I know it wasn't because they had more to do and he wasn't done, but it felt like a conclusion, and it felt like I got the same gratification of a conclusion. But I did enjoy the last like fifty minutes of it being like, oh, uh, Kion's not dealing with a mystery anymore. Kion is actively trying to solve the mystery now. It's like, okay, that's. Sick as hell. Right on. He's actively um, trying to fix the problem, you know? Yeah. He's actively solving it. And then in true Haru style, it's not this Keon that's going to fix it, but another Keon. Mm-hmm. I did like that they were consistent with the overlapping timelines. I thought that yeah, was that fun. Was... I'm like, okay, you know what? You did a good job with that one. That was neat. There was, was like neat. three iterations of Keon, or three, not like three time wavelengths of Kion, I think is what they called it. Yeah, three times that Kion was in the same time plane at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And like you have the Kion that 
that did the the Tanabata thing, and then you have the Kion that yelled, "John Smith is is happy to to be your friend in the future or whatever." That's not what he said. And then there's the the he, Kion that was like, "I'm sorry, I had, this had to happen. It sucks and it hurts, but we're gonna deal with you." Yeah, like this needed to happen, mm-hmm. you know. And like and like, I liked it. I will continue to say that I liked the movie, but the movie is the strongest part of the series. Yes. But now that brings the question. Is watching the whole series worth it for the movie? No. I don't think it is. I think it's... it's. I could go either way on any given day. But I don't think it is. Especially if you watch the entirety of The Endless Eight. If you do the, the 1, 2, and 8 of The Endless Eight, I think you might be okay. And it's like, okay. That's... Yeah. It's a huge time commitment. It's a huge time commitment. It is a huge time commitment. I think it it is worth it. Like that's how much I enjoyed the movie. That's how worried mm. I think the movie is. That's that fair. it's worth going through the ups and downs of the series to get to the movie. Yeah. I feel like it could be worth it. So sometimes i'm not being clear i i really do think that if i didn't have to binge the heck out of it it might have been more worth it or maybe if the movie was a little more condensed it might be more worth it but a three-hour movie and basically two and a half hours of the same episode i don't know drop the endless eight and i think the movie becomes worth it or like watch one two and eight of the endless eight like the viewing guide kind of gives you yeah and I think you'll be okay. But I think watching the entirety of the series does not grant nearly enough payoff to be like, yeah, you should watch the three-hour movie to go with it. I think that's, like, one of the hardest things about, like, especially this series. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the movie is such a major step up compared to the series, right? Agreed. And, like, no, The Endless Eight is not worth it. I'm going to say that time and time again. Mm-hmm. The Endless Eight is not worth it. The way the movie has to play off the Endless Eight or the other episodes, it's like, yeah, it sucks, but this movie is really well written. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person, but there's also another anime who ironically is made by the same studio, Kyoto Animations. Man, I don't know what's with them in... Okay, no, Kyoto's a great studio. It's a really great studio. I will like right? I gave them credit, and I will give them the credit where it's due. In that the ambition of the whole show was fantastic, and I thought it was neat. But I think that there needs to be more to make that ambition more gratifying. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. So, like with Kyoto Animation, there's this one anime mm-hmm. which also falls into the same problem, right? Yeah. Where the series itself. Uh, let me say the name of the show the name of the series it's yeah. beyond the boundary right okay i thought it was average pretty good right mm-hmm. but the movie is spectacular and i'm like is it worth it you know mm-hmm. it's like hey do you do this for like an average show for something that's gonna be spectacular it's like the same with clanad right clanad clan is split into two series you got season one season two right Mm-hmm. See, both seasons are like 24 episodes, right? And then season one is all right, right? But what everyone talks about is the second season because that second season is amazing. Right. And 
that's where I'm like looking at say this show as well. I'm like, hey, do we say because I think that the dispense of Halloween is a movie that everyone should watch, mm-hmm. but I don't know if the series is something that everyone needs to watch. But for the movie to make sense, you need the series. Agreed. Agreed. I still definitely not definitely. I'm not gonna say definitely, like I haven't been wish washy with this whole thing. I still feel like like the series does not merit the movie. And although I did like the movie, the movie was a lot of fun. I just think the maybe I need to watch it in chronological order so I get things interspersed a little bit better or things are a little more interesting at different points but i just felt like a lot of the show fell flat for too long for me to be like yeah you know what power through watch the movie let's do it all in one go and then watch the movie and it'd be all fine yeah it's 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 ever really like that yeah it's too much for me but let's let's i think we start wrapping up a little bit here who's your best boy keon yeah absolutely keon keon deserves it keon's a dumbass but i mean best boy yeah best boy Okay, best girl. Uh, Nagato Yuki. I'm between Nagato and Miss Asahina. Adora Asahina. Yeah, N- no, regular Asahina. My my waifu in this episode or in this this series is adult Asahina. For yeah, sure. See, my thing of like Asahina is like she's great, but I don't know. I, I just have a thing against. I get tired of high pitched characters after a while. That's fair. I didn't find it that bad. The character wasn't, like, fantastic. But, I mean, this is another one where I could waver any given day on Nagato and Asahina. Asahina is, like, more interesting throughout the series and more, like, just as pivotal as Nagato, but isn't just the automatic solution that Nagato is. Yeah. But, like, I I also really enjoy the fact that by the end of... I'm still halfway on about how great Disappearance is. By the end of Disappearance, Keon realizes he just can't keep relying on Nagato. Yeah. Because Nagato is also fireboy and can break like and, all humans yeah she has emotions and feelings and she's not the robot that everyone treats her as and she's played up as yeah what else is it that point out i was just gonna ask would you recommend this series it's conflicting i'll say yes just because of needing to watch disappearance I, of like how good disappearance is i'll say yes i would recommend it to someone who's watched more anime than i have and not to say that I've watched a ton, but this is an intermediate weeb series, in my opinion, and I'm very new to being a weeb, and I did not know that the chronological order and the broadcast order were different. I regrettably asked in my Twitch chat and didn't really get a straight answer, and that's partially my own fault, and I get that, but I think someone needs to have more knowledge of the show than what I had when I was airing it, or like we were watching it together, rather, on Discord. Because that's, I think, yeah. where some of the shortcomings came from. I but... think the idea was that we wanted you to go in blind and not know what the Endless 8 was. I knew what the Endless 8 was. Nobody can keep their dang mouth shut about the Endless 8. Who snitched? Because, like, I think no the idea one. was like, it's oh. Everyone talked about it. And I needed, like, I needed to know, like, I'm hosting these things. Like, that's that's just, like, the nature of how I run everything. As a reminder, yeah. every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central, we are watching our animes of the month. So that's in discord everyone's welcome there's no voice chat it's text chat you can just be there and watch if you want anyway uh i would i would probably recommend it to me in a year after i've got more varied taste in anime and more knowledge of anime and i would also i know everybody wants to keep it a secret like hush hush don't tell them about the endless eight don't tell them it's like 
no, like, this is something I think you need to let people know about so they don't just sit there and, like, I watched the same episode eight times in a row and now I'm bored. Like, the, having the viewing guide to say that I watched, or just to watch episode one, two, and eight of The Endless Eight helped a lot. Yeah. I really do think it helped a lot. Because, like I said, like, I felt like this show was stagnant at times. At times. I think the thing of, like, this show, I don't even really recommend it to, like, an intermediate weeb. I do think it's, like, it's like an introduction to like the genre like slice of life animes and like especially when it comes to stuff like slice of life you either like really enjoy them or you're like not my like cup of tea right okay i disagree because i liked a couple of slice of life animes i liked blend s uh partially because of the blend s slipknot video and if if anybody's listening and has not seen that just search blend hyphen s slipknot on youtube click the first thing and let me tell you that is a piece of art but i liked it i enjoyed it it was nice it was casual but this kind of see here's what i'm gonna say blend s did something better than this show continuity that's yeah, not that true. too uh it's easy to to maintain that continuity in a real life setting rather than something with like uh so many paranormal things but anyway sorry go ahead I was, no, if we're going to talk about, like, Slice of Life doing it really well, mm-hmm. even in a paranormal or, like, supernatural setting, Angel Beats. Is Angel Beats Slice of Life? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I've it is. It. <laughs> it's school. It's in high school. It's such a great show. Mm-hmm. It does the whole supernatural thing better than Harry, and it's only 12 episodes long, and it's a lot of fun. Like, I, I do think that if Harry was a little more condensed, it'd be that much better. Yeah, just get real the Endless Eight get rid of like five episodes of the endless eight and i really think that'd be more interesting like maybe it's just a product of the time we live in where where content needs to be fast it needs to be high action well it doesn't even need to be like high action but it needs to be fast it needs to be easily consumable but at the same time i still feel like if there was a lot of like i said like stagnant episodes and stagnant points that could have been like cut yeah not even cut but the time could be used better I can't remember what show we were watching recently, like my friends and I were watching, but the amount of... He called it script economy, I believe. I think this is my friend Ian. He said that the script economy of a a show was so good because everything seemed to have a point and a reason, but I feel like Harui forced that, and the Slice of Life stuff felt dry. The size of life was not well executed. I think I get what he means by like everything had a point. I think the biggest problem with Harry, or just like I'm going to say, anime adaptions in general, mm-hmm. is you have like these massive major plot points maybe being introduced, right? And if it's never touched on again, then what? Because mm-hmm. while disappearance of Harry is where we stop as an anime, right? Don't forget, like, the light novel still kept going. You might have some events from, like, season one, which were never touched upon again here, yeah. being brought up again in the light novel. Yeah. And, like, I think the best example is that Tan... I keep forgetting the name. Like, the Tanabata. Goes... Tanabata. 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 When he went three years in the past. Chronologically, that's episode five in the chronological order, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's not touched upon again until disappearance yeah you know so it's like okay so like, now you're getting what's that gonna be what was it total 28 episodes so it's gonna be like 
23 episodes later i might be wrong but it's still gonna be greater than 20 episodes later and then you got you finally touch on it in the three-hour movie you touch it in the three-hour movie and you realize how important it actually was yeah and like this is a big problem when it comes especially to like anime adaptions where like you have these major moments like being built or headed upon right mm-hmm. but what if it's never the show never continues then you just yeah. sat there like yeah. I think the best example is like I've got a book series I I read the Land of the Rushes right yeah the anime is amazing right mm-hmm. but where the anime stops you're like hey what happens next because it's like it just felt like the prelude to a massive story for anyone who's who's like only watched the anime where the manga ends up going you're like holy shit this is amazing yeah and that's like the yeah, especially if you're like an anime only it's like you have all these amazing shows and build-ups and like it's never touched on again or you run the risk of it never being touched on again yeah like i was so happy when they're like attack on titan will get an actual conclusion i'm like hey this story will end yeah i think i'll know what's about i think it's severely overlooked in storytelling in general this is not even like exclusive to anime but to like literally every form of media i think it's incredibly overlooked in how much understanding is required to end at a good point yeah and i think that's just a mark that harui kind of missed or maybe they intentionally missed it and i didn't like it regardless i could be a lot yeah chronologically i really do think that needs to end at a different point I don't know what it is. This is not constructive criticism by any means, but I just felt like there was such a big time sink for the payoffs that we got. Payoff was not worth the... No. What we want. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just not enough for me. But that's about all I have to say about Harley. At the end of the day, Harley's just another anime we watched. Yeah. Like, everything else something... did it better. Yeah, I don't think it's something I'll ever come back to. I didn't... I don't hate that I watched it by any means, and I've got my gripes with it, but like... It was an okay watch. If I had to give it a rating, it'd be average. That's not how ratings work. But I think that's it for us for the disappearance. That's not what the show is called. The Melancholy (laughs) of Harui Suzumiya. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Uchi, for doing this podcast with me week in, week out. Of course. I say that like we have more than this is our second episode. But, second episode of a bi-month or a bi-weekly podcast yeah yeah but our next our next episode is gonna be on dr stone which yeah, i'm so excited i'm excited for i started so it i love that show i've started it we're both on episode three i know i think you've watched it already right yeah i finished the whole season yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so watching this, it again. Is, this could be my first watch bb's first Wait, you're on episode three watch. yeah i watched two earlier today bro that intro that intro i'm not no i know i know i'm just not saying anything until we record the episode that's them's the rules them's the rules that's the rules we're allowed to talk in discord and discuss it with with everyone who's not recording with us but you and i we have to not talk to each other about this but because we've we've got dr stone and then after that we've got run running boys which running boys the anime have you seen that as well i don't know what the anime is run of the wind Oh, we're in the wind. Okay. But yeah, that's our next <laughs> two. And then we actually have them all posted. All the ones that, that have been decided and haven't been voted on are in my, the Discord. So if you really, really want yeah. to be involved with the podcast and everything we do, check out the Discord. 
I'm going to put a link to that. I'll put a link to everything in the description. It's going to be such a mess. But until next time, everybody, take care. Have a good one. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Till next time, lads.